This is a podcast from Bodies of Data, intersecting medical and digital humanities. This Irish Humanities Alliance Conference, a collaboration with University College Dublin and Dublin Institute of Technology, took place in the Royal Irish Academy and in the UCD Humanities Institute on the 22nd and 23rd of November 2018. The conference addressed the emerging discipline of the medical humanities at the intersection between arts and humanities and the biomedicine which explores the social, historical and cultural dimensions to medicine. Podcasting of the conference was by Real Smart Media. In this podcast, Poetry in Motion, Quantified Self-Data and Automated Poetry, a paper by Dr. Justin Tunra from NUI Galway. I'm very pleased to be here, thanks to the, the organisers who've done a, a wonderful job. So I'm, I'm here today to talk about uh, Eververse, which is a um, conceptual poetry project which, which synthesizes perspectives from uh, the disciplines in the humanities and the sciences in order to develop critical and creative explorations of poetry and poetic identity in the digital age. So the project is currently a, a work in progress and will launch officially early next year. Um, but it's already produced uh, a number of outcomes that I, I will discuss um, a little later. But first, a short description of what the project involves. Briefly stated, Eververse uses biometric data from a wearable quantified self device, such as this, to automatically generate and publish poetry whose form and content correlates to the wearer's or the poet's uh, varying physical states. For instance, following um, the injunction of, of Charles Olson, the, the Black Mountain poet and, and poetic theorist of the mid-20th century, his idea that, quote, the line comes from the breath, from the breathing of the man who writes. Eververse's poetic lines decrease in length as the poet's heart rate increases and breath contracts. Similarly, the response to the randomness of dream sleep, so the, the REM state of, of sleeping, is an increased fragmentation and irregularity in the poetic form that's produced. Uh, content also reflects these variations as heightened sentiment vocabulary is produced to reflect the emotional intensification of an increased heart rate, uh, while the dream sleep state generates both surreal images and vocabulary. Uh, I'll say a little more about that in, in a moment, but some background to the project first. So it began last year with the award of a small grant by the European Association for Digital Humanities. Um, it's, been a collabor it's been a collaborative project and interdisciplinary in, in nature with four core members to the team. I, I'm the PI. David Kelly is the Digital Humanities Manager in, in Galway. Brian Davis is, is a lecturer in computer science in, in Maynooth and Wakas. Kawaja is a research associate in Insight in, in Galway. So what we bring to this um, collaborative endeavor are my own interest in poetry and, and poetics. Um, David is interested in, in data analysis and, and visualization in particular. And Brian and Wakas uh, come from a background of computational linguistics and particularly natural language generation, which is the automatic production of natural language output from non-linguistic data sources. Um, so what's the 
poetic context for this um, project. Part of it comes from the common idea found in different statements or, or theories of poetry, which presents the poet as a creative vessel or a conduit admitting the sensory input of the world into their bodies and their minds and producing poetic output in turn. So for Walt Whitman, every atom of being and sensation was an appropriate inspiration for poetry, and his works exhaustively catalogued the varieties of experience in, in 19th century America, thus rhetorically merging the, um, the personal and the public. And in poetics such as this, art increasingly collapses into the being and the identity of the artist, um, a conundrum articulated in Yeats's question, how can we know the dancer from the dance? Uh, but this kind of um, biographical identification was, was initially uh, intensified by the cult of authorial personality and by the rhetoric of spontaneous expression that characterized the, the romantic movement in literature around the turn of the 19th century. And this is a period um, that I'm interested in in my other research. At that time, however, the slow production processes of print intervened, <clears throat> excuse me, intervened between the poet and their desire for immediate and spontaneous impression. So you have to print in order to convey your spontaneity. Um, these constraints have disappeared in the digital age as poets use the internet and social media to create uh, a poetry that is more attuned, more formally attuned to the romantic ideas of, of personality and spontaneity. And as author and critic Kenneth Goldsmith, Kenneth Goldsmith describes it, such work is, quote, vast, instantaneous, horizontal, globally distributed, paper thin, and ultimately disposable. So the internet is, is shaping um, some aspects of contemporary poetry with these characteristic forms. And by incorporating the modalities of GIFs and images and video and sound. And one internet poet, Steve Roggenbuck, whose primary poetic uh, medium is YouTube, invokes Whitman uh, in his poem Ars Poetica, uh, in his, also in his celebration of the poetic and creative potential offered to poets by the internet. He says, you know Walt Whitman would die for this, the internet. That Walt Whitman would be on a tweet deck, kicking up his legs and going hard. Maybe. Uh, Eververse seeks to explore network technologies and their affordances to articulate new and novel means of being a poet in the digital age. And another part of being a poet in the digital age involves creative engagement with the theories, methods, and possibilities of new media and their network nature. Automated literature generation is one field where interesting experiments and research is taking place. And these often tend to, to grab alarmist headlines about robots writing uh, everything that we'll read in the future. But the actual work emerges from a deployment of interdisciplinary perspectives on literature and on computation to address fundamental questions uh, about literature that we have pondered for a very long time. What is style? What constitutes value or success in writing? Uh, whence does creativity spring? So, some recent examples of, of note um, includes Pentamatron, uh, which is a, a Twitter account that retweets uh, tweets that have been accidentally written in iambic pentameter. 
and treats these in the order of, of a Shakespearean sonnet. So you get um, magnificent pieces of, of work that, that very occasionally produce these really, really interesting and beautiful serendipities. Um, another work is um, Bot or Not, a, a game that um, invites you to assess whether a piece of poetry uh, represented there was written by a human being or, or a computer. Uh, another one is the, the Center um, for, for Midnight, which uh, was a grouping of researchers who um, got together and used um, neural network, artificial intelligence um, technologies to, uh, to write a, a manifesto for this fictional um, society. What links these different takes on automated literature generation is their reliance on, on existing text uh, for generating new works, um, either for verbatim reproduction, like uh, something like Pentamotron, which is using existing text and just um, reproducing it in a different context, or in the case of Center for Midnight, for training an algorithm to produce new, um, new text. And it's this essential relationship between new text and old that Kenneth Goldsmith again identifies as another defining characteristics of, characteristic of literature in the digital age. He says, quote, if you aren't making artworks with the intention of having them copied, you aren't really making art for the 21st century. He has also noted that various types of copying from appropriation, plagiarism, replication, mirroring, and reproduction comprise what he calls, quote, the true content of writing in the 21st century. So in this context, Eververse relies on existing poetry for generating new writing. Uh, two corpora of existing poetry were chosen for, for uh, topical consonance with the concept of Eververse. The first is a corpus of poetry on the theme of the body, um, which enables the generation of poetry during the poet's waking hours, while a second corpus of sleep-themed sleep poetry kicks in when the poet falls asleep. So, to the science. Um, a very brief kind of technical uh, overview of how, um, how this works. So, the, the data from um, this Fitbit device goes into, um, goes into the Fitbit um, servers, and we access that through through an API. We've built this um, generator here um, using these um, open access tools that are uh, available, which assemble, disassemble and reassemble poetry, uh, rhyme it, uh, and increase the, the um, sentiment of, of the words used. Um, the two corpora are also included in, in this generator, which does its thing and spits out um, couplets of, of poetry, um, which we use jQuery and various other um, technologies to, um, to visualize and display on, on the web at eververse.nuigalway.ie, which is currently, uh, is currently available and running in a kind of test, um, test form, but it's something that you can look at if you're so inclined. So hopefully now the, the practical and the conceptual intent behind this project should be a little clearer. By using biometric data from the poet to automatically generate verse, Eververse literalizes abstract relations between self and art. 
In addition, as well, it, it, it raises questions about authorial agency because of its reliance on appropriated text uh, and because of the absence of cognitive process uh, in the poet's role. I'm not going to get into these um, aspects in detail now, but they're areas that match um, my research interests in literature and, and authorship. The project continues a long uh, historical tradition of connecting heartbeats and the arts, as we've heard today in, in other contexts, but one which uh, we should engage with if we wish to consider um, the creative and practice-based side of, of medical humanities. Some of these connections include uh, Herophilus, um, here on the left, um, who in uh, the fourth century BC compared the pulse to music. And um, these ideas influenced the connection of heartbeat rhythms to the metrical rhythms of music in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. Um, those efforts culminated uh, in the 16th century to, to measure and visualize the heartbeat. Um, these um, culminating again in Etienne Jules Marais' uh, improvement of the, the sphygmograph to inscribe the rhythm of the pulse. So the pulse is being uh, written out here on this little black, um, little black um, slate there. Um, this is a precursor of the, of the ECG, the electrocardiogram which is a technology that featured in 20, uh, 20th century works such as Mark Boyle and Joan Hills's Sans et Lumiere, Bodily Fluids and Functions. So the, the couple, the artists who are a couple were wired to an ECG and an EEG, an electroencephalogram, while having intercourse hidden behind a screen. And the oscilloscopes of the ECG and the EEG were projected onto a large screen revealing the couple's heartbeats and brainwaves in real time. Uh, Christian Boltanski's Les Archives du Coeur, uh, the Heart Archive, consists of a collection of audio recordings of thousands of human pulses permanently located in a purpose-built museum on the Japanese island of Tashima. Visitors enter this room containing a single light bulb which uh, illuminates in, in sync with the heartbeat that is playing uh, in the room at that particular moment. So you can consult a database of, of contributors to this project. You can also record your own heartbeat for inclusion in the archive and a kind of artistic immortality. And finally, from sublime to slightly less sublime, a group of researchers at the uh, Exertion Games Lab in RMIT University in Australia have developed a product called EddiePulse which transforms self-tracked heart rate data into custom 3D chocolate materializations. Uh, so you exercise and be rewarded with chocolate representing your level of exertion. So not a lot of exertion over here, quite a bit of exertion uh, over here. Um, each of these examples constitutes the use of technology, however sophisticated, to expand the human body beyond its corporeal limits, as we heard um, in, in the first panel as well. Uh, I'm not aware of any artworks which have textualization at its, at its, of the heartbeat. Please tell me if you're aware of some. I think this is where Eververse um, differs in its inscription of physiological processes and where the specific technological influence of natural language generation is, is evident. Thus, uh, Claudia Arosqueta argues, in this collision of the digital and the physiological, 
quote, digital technologies open the, poss the possibility of the fragmentation of the body, allowing the creation of new body configurations created by artists in a variety of forms uh, and spaces. And some of these examples that I've just alluded to um, come from her, uh, her work. Um, what I'd like to do now is to show you a, a, a brief um, video of um, a performance of, of Eververse, which was one of the first um, instantiations of it. So um, this was a, a, the live performance, uh, the only live performance of the project to date. Uh, we've also exhibited um, the work at a conference called Transient Topography, Space and Interface in Digital Literature and, and Art earlier this year, um, flanked here by Piotr Moretsky and Judy Malloy. Um, we're planning to speak at the European Association for Digital Humanities Conference next month and plan to submit the project to next year's um, DH and ELO conferences. But the main event is um, to launch the, um, the project proper, which is a year-long um, poem, a year-long 24-7 poem, which will launch at eververse.nuigoway.ie early next year. So watch that space. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Bodies of Data, intersecting medical and digital humanities. This Irish Humanities Alliance conference, a collaboration with University College Dublin and Dublin Institute of Technology, took place in the Royal Irish Academy and in University College Dublin Humanities Institute on the 22nd and 23rd of November 2018. For more information on the Irish Humanities Alliance, go to irishhumanities.com.